0: Okay, so it's October, so we're gonna give you the very stereotypical Halloween month. So get ready, let's have fun, and let's go. I was working in the lab late one night, when my eyes beheld an eerie sight. For my monster from the slab began to rise, and suddenly, to my surprise, he did the, he did the monster man. My the graveyard smash the it got on in all how's everyone doing hopefully i took like a little short time off because i did do the other podcast which if you have listened to Sword of x so if you're into comic books super open super fun that's what it's about um but i can let you know that going forward there will be an episode that will be dropping on wednesday or thursdays on Sword of X and then they will be a normal podcast which for the month of October we will be doing mainly horror and scary stuff we'll have sort of like a fun little thing that will be you know just different ways of you looking into it so trust and believe me you'll see it and it'll be fun so you know at least you'll hear about you know all my fears and stuff like that and I'm sure some of you have your own fears things you're scared of people who know me may think i don't know scary but i do um so let's get into it um first thing i want to talk about is like literally all i've been doing recently is i've been binging a youtuber called his name's name is ryan hollinger and i've literally been and you can just look him up on youtube i've been going through and literally binging his stuff like i'm into like some stuff you know i previously told you guys how i'm into like myths and everything with uh god of high school um there's different places that i look towards so i'm always thinking about all the different things that are scary or myths or anything like that literally i go to him just literally for horror so i've literally gone through and just looking at his different things on youtube i've looked up everything from the Amityville Horror, Poltergeist, which we'll talk about later, um, I've looked up, um, just, what is it, I've been going through, um, there was like the, the Exorcist of Emily Rose, um, which I've actually seen, I've seen that in theater, um, he did Are You Afraid of the Dark, um, he's done... Just so many different things. And it's literally like a rabbit hole. Literally, like, I'll start one place and I'll go another. Um, I've gotten into, I watch Legends of History, also on YouTube. And they do horror stuff. Um, I'm into what culture, gaming horror. So, like, I've literally been going to this thing. He has Seven, which is one of my favorite movies. He's done that. He did Identity. So, there's literally been so many different things. Like, I can't even tell you. There was one that he did on the horror movie Possum. Which... It's already look. It already looks weird, because, you know, the dark and the sort of eerie sort of looks like it was done with, like, a 35mm camera, so you can guess it looks like somebody did it with a home video, but literally, like, it's a puppet that's, like, a head and spider legs, and it's just there. The puppet's not even doing anything, yet it looked, everything that he did, literally, everything that this movie showed, and he was sitting there telling you about it and things like that, and I'm watching, he's showing clips from the movie, the movie looks very eerie. There's also another one, I can't remember, I think it was called, um, I can't remember the name it was called, but I'll put it in the link. Um, I'll link it down there the video that you can watch, but it's literally about this girl and she kills herself or whatever and her family is talking about it and it's done in like that found footage sort of thing or documentary style. And so you're sitting there you're having them watch her family and they're going through the process of watch. they're going through the process of like putting her stuff together, figuring out why she harmed herself And as she went through that and she harmed herself and went through that whole process, you had, like, eerie stuff happen. Like, you would see, like, things in the background. You would see things moving. Like, people would show up. And I was just like, this is not the judge. Like, this isn't something I want to see. Like, I'm not, like, 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 no. You can take that back where it came from and not go there because i'm one of those people who like okay let me explain this to you early on before we get into all the hard stuff we're still you know and this is the reason why i think i take a lot of what he you know talks about to heart even though i get dragged into watching it I'm almost people like i'm very scary in the perc- in the perception that i i do more i do more for these horror movies than they probably do for myself and I literally will literally see a movie like The Ring or I'll see like It. It will go with me the rest of the day. Like I can't walk through the house without turning all the lights on. The lights have to be on behind me. Like if I walk into the bathroom and the bathroom's dark, I will open up the door and I'm like, I'll probably turn on the light and there's probably somebody going to be standing right in front of me. This is me. Anything I watch, any horror movie, I'll be like, oh, great. My imagination is literally going to take this to the nth degree. There is nothing that they are going to do in the horror movie that I'm not going to do worse. I'll watch The Grudge and all of a sudden Kamiko is underneath the bed just with her cat like Whatever she's doing, she's doing it under the bed. I can't even get out of the bed now. Thanks. That's what I can't do. I don't sleep with the lights on. Darn it. Probably would, but it wouldn't help me because I would still freak out. That's how bad I am. So me sitting there watching this, is hilarious because I'm just watching, and I'm gonna binge watch now, mind you. I'm watching like the Wailing will come up, some horror movie called the Wailing. Then another horror movie will come up, and I'll be like, oh, I wonder what that. I'll even have preferences. I'll be like, oh, we're doing the Ruins. Oh, we're doing VHS. Then you know we're watching like the Blair Witch, and like, and the thing is, I don't get into like the whack ones. Like I'll be like, oh, I'm not doing that. Like I'm not watching like a Nicholas Cage one. I watch, like, one on, like, real horror stuff. Like, if it's, like, written by Lovecraft, i am like, oh, I should go watch that, knowing it's going to be weird. Um, the movie I about was, like, the Pekipsy Tapes, I believe it's called. I believe that's the one. It's, like, really, really disturbing. It's, like, 16 minutes. Watch it if you're online. Ryan Hollinger. It's a mess. So I've literally been into it. Um... But yeah, while we're sitting there, like, like, I've just talked about him, but let's talk about love of Halloween. Um, you know, Halloween, we all know, it's rooted, don't all that stuff, but I love Halloween because I love, like, all the fun stuff. Like, I love the fact that I get to be scared. Like, I used to have this thing where AMC c used to do for the whole, like, right around Halloween. But the whole month of Halloween, they show scary stuff, of course. You do all that. But during, like, I don't know if anybody knows, but, like, the 31st, or, like, the 30th and 31st, They would show horror movies. So I would see, like, the new, like, a semi-new ones. Because, you know, they couldn't, you know, they're public TV. Or they're not public TV. But they're, like, cable. So they're not, like, HBO cable. And they're not, like, NBC public. But they're, like, in that in-between section. So they're not allowed to show, like, the super crazy stuff. But they'll show, like, the stuff that, like... You know, they're pretty good. So they'll show like old movies and then you'll see like American Werewolf in London. And they'll be like, oh, we're going to show the sequel because we have the right sound. So we'll show like American Werewolf in Paris. So you'll see that. Or you'll see like The The Walking Dead from like the early 2000s or something like that. So I like literally binge through. Knowing I'm a scary person. Knowing no, I can't watch every single one of them. But I'm like, hey, it's a tradition. That's what I do. One of my, I have a bunch of my top 10 favorite movies, um, which we you know I'm sure we'll go over. But, what two of them are actually considered horror thriller movies. One is the original Gremlins. Yes. You can say whatever you want, but Gremlins is a Christmas movie. It happens during Christmas. It, he, gets the, he, gets Mo, he gets Mowgli because... It teaches you not to do something that you should not do, because the dad should have never purchased him. Because... The old man didn't want him purchased. He even comes and gets him in the end. It's like, he didn't want your money. That's another thing about society. He did want your money, he didn't want that. You bought him on the sly and look what happened. Now your whole town is gone. What's funny is nobody is charging that. Because you noticed in the second Gremlins, nobody went to jail. He moved on, got himself a better job, all that good stuff. Nobody went to jail. So, well, let's really get in on this. Like... So not only are you saying that you know you can buy whatever you want regardless of what they say but you also get away with your crimes which is 2020 of course you get away with your crimes like why are we surprised like why are we shocked why are we surprised like you we shouldn't have any questions in this of course you get away with your crimes in 2020. Gremlins was was ahead of its time also it's it's funny too. Because, like, when you see the lady get shot up in her, um, shot down from, like, her wheelchair and she gets flung out the window. Of course, it's funny. She deserved it. But it was funny. So, you know, I'm really into Halloween I feel like Halloween is such a great... You know, you could put... Now they have decorations for, like, your yard. So, I had a friend, he would put, like, this cat... The cat was, like, the fun thing. I used to dress up and we used to dress up at his house while we were giving away candy. And... We would dress up and we would make like the whole time of it. We would go out drinking and do that whole thing. He had like a cat and he had decorations. He had like things hanging from the trees, all of that. I still do like stuff Halloween. Like last year I dressed up as Mario and it was right before an anime convention. So I got to dress up as Mario for Halloween. My friend, you know, he, one of my friends, she dressed up as a mermaid. So we looked all cute for Halloween. And then... We went and then. Literally that same weekend, I wore that to the Nintendo. I wore that Nintendo licensed costume to the anime convention. So it was it was so much fun. Like I literally loved it. Like I love Halloween. I love the candy aspect. I love the fact that there's so many different ways you can do Halloween. Like you can do the super scary, or you can do like the fun and festive and. And sort of like, not kid thing, but like the family sort of thing. Like, there could be like a fun thing behind it. I mean, there's every, I mean, there's so many different spectrums of Halloween. You have the horror and you have all that. And then you have the fun bats like Count Chocula and all of that. And you get to dress up and you get to have fun, you know. All the costumes are always scary. You know, you have everything. You can literally dress up and be anything you want to be during Halloween and just really have fun. And I love that aspect. Um... You know, think about it. I mean, Harry Potter can be done around Halloween. how many times have you seen the Harry Potter movies played during the month of October? Come on now. They have Halloween-themed games, you know, on your phone. They do Halloween themes. So there's so many things that can be themed around Halloween. It's just, it's literally the fun. It's literally so much fun. Um, you know, just having that, and I love being able to do that. Um, and have that aspect. Because, I mean, think about it. I mean... I don't know, because I know when I was a kid, I couldn't do Halloween, because my parents were highly religious, so we did, like, Halloween at the church, so, you know, you went, and you got, like, candy and all that stuff from the church, and you watched, like, a fun movie and played video games, but you really didn't do Halloween. When I got older, I was able to actually sit down and, like, go with friends to like, Halloween stuff and dress up and, you know, wear different costumes and all of that, and it was just... It was a lot of fun. It was fun to be able to just, just go out with friends and just really enjoy it. There was a reason for it. Cause of course, you know, you go out for St. Patrick's Day, you go out for all that, but going out for Halloween, you got to dress up and you really got to like do a lot. So we, I did everything from like, we did Nicki Minaj, we did Risky Business. I've done, you know, so many different costumes and being able to actually like enjoy all of that and have fun, it's really been fun. Like I said, I even did Nintendo. I want to say one year I did Pikachu. So, one year I got to, um, I got like a tail and all this stuff. I got some yellow clothing and some black clothing and really put together this Pikachu costume. And my friend did Gengar at the same time. So, it was like a lot of fun to be able to just dress up for Halloween. Like, we always weren't. Like, I don't think I've done anything scary. I did. When I was a kid, I did Halloween once because my dad was in Navy. So, I did Halloween once and I dressed up as a skull. And I went to school, and it was funny because I dressed up my did white face paint and did like the little little etchings for like where the bones would be and all that stuff. So I got to dress up as a skull. It was like about once or twice when I was small because I think I did a skull one year and I did a pirate another year. Um, the pirate costume was kind of shaming because it kind of fall apart, but I didn't care. I just had fun. I got to dress up and go to school. You know, as a kid, you're like, look, I ain't gotta wear my regular clothes, which I feel so bad because COVID is coming, so we don't get to really dress up. So. You don't really, like, have that where they get to, like, go out and really, really, really dress up. And I remember when I was a kid, you know, you had so many different Halloween programs. And they weren't always, of course they weren't scary. You know, you had Great Pumpkin Halloween. You had Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. You had the Chipmunks Halloween special. You had various different Halloween specials that just seemed so different compared to the things that we have now. Because now I don't think they celebrate Halloween the same way that we did. You know, we grew up with things like Halloween Town and all that. So it's just very, very different. Um, But getting back to what we're talking about here, because I do get off on a tangent, you know a little bit about me. Um, But for me, Halloween can be probably one of the, I like to be scared. And Halloween is one of those opportunities that gives me the opportunity time to do that. Um, Giving me the opportunity time to be not only scared, but kind of enjoy the essence of it. And I've had that opportunity to do that through so many different avenues from video games to, um, manga and anime to movies. Um, movies will probably be the one place that I've done it the most. Um, I literally will bring up a podcast, I will bring up a movie, and I'll literally be into it. Because I've seen everything from the, all the Ring movies. I actually own two of the Grudge movies, um... My other favorite, I know I I said earlier, I had two favorite movies and one of them was Gremlin. The other one is the movie Seven. Um, I also love the movie Interview with the Vampire. Um, I've seen a lot of the, my first time being super, super scared, you'll love this story, is I watched the, I watched the first, my friend, my best friend was, when we were younger, his sister was a lot older than us and she was watching horror movies with some friends. They had, she had some friends over and she had a bunch of friends over and we were over there and I was spending the night. She bought. She had watched the. I want to say was it? It's yeah, Friday Thirteenth with Jason. So she watched the first one. We were kind of in and out. We weren't really paying attention, but we ended up watching the end of the second one with her. I believe it was the second one because we watched the second one. There's the ending part, and they do the same trope again because you remember in the first one he jumps out of the Jason jumps out of the water, grabs the um person because the first one is about his mother. The first one does not involve Jason. So he jumps out of the water, he grabs the camp counselor or camp person, pulls him underneath the water. It wasn't a dream. She ended up getting herself killed. The second one, they're sitting there. They think it's over. They're sitting, you know, by, you know, sitting there laughing and joking. Jason jumps out of the window, grabs a girl, and, like, kills her, and then we goes off. When I say it scared me so bad, I stayed up for a full 24 hours straight. And I mean that. Like, I literally stayed up 24 hours straight because of this movie. That's when I know. I was like, oh, I don't know if horror movies are for But the funny thing is, the adrenaline pumping part and the laughing after the fact is, is like me. Like, I get on roller coasters and I'm, like, laughing. So, it's funny because that's how, that was the first horror movie I remember seeing and really being like, oh, my God. My favorite horror person. I know people are going to list it. Because they always list Freddy and they always list Jason as the big, huge, top ones. And they never list to those. I am into Michael Myers. I really don't do the new ones. I love Rob Zombie. I love everything he's doing as far as like his films and things. I just like the traditional John Carpenter Halloween movies. The first two are everything to me. I saw H2O in theaters. Um, that was my movie. The Buster Rhymes later one, Resurrection. Wasn't really into. I've seen The Faculty. Um, I've seen all the Alien movies. I have seen um, some Jinjo Ito movies, which really haven't been that great. Uh, no he's, he's just anime who does i think he does tommy no he did me so i've seen that one um which told me is crazy because the girl has like a mole and it's literally like it's the most whacked out scenario but it's something that you follow like she'll get chopped into pieces and the pieces will become tommy and like she'll grow out of people's heads and stuff it's crazy and if you if you haven't seen it look it up look up tommy look up uzamaki which i believe is his most ir- I will read only the Wikipedia on Uzumaki and it still scares me. Like, the fact that these people are so into Swirls and Swirls Take Over and all that. Anything Jinjo-Ido is freaky. It's crazy. Really, 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 really. So, those are the things I did. Rosemary's Baby, The Exorcist. speaking um, of movies recently, my friend um, had me actually sit down and watch A Leatherface. I want to get into this because this is... This is when the killer... This is when a movie's bad, but the movie's so good, bad-wise, that you're literally rooting for the killer. So what happens is this movie takes place... This is this is how whacked out... I want to know who... I want to talk to the people who sat down and thought this was a good idea. That's just the premise itself. This movie, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3D, takes place after the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But there's a sequel to it called Leatherface that takes place before everything. So Leatherface explains what happens before Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3D explains what takes place after the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So it's acting like the other sequels before these three did not take place, including the one with Renee Zellweger and Matthew McConaughey. If you don't know it, look it up. I saw it on HBO. It's an amazing movie, not scary, but Matthew McConaughey is crazy. So that already didn't make sense, but the whole premise is they're coming in, things happen, the girl gets away, of course, because they show the original. The girl gets away, she drives to town. If you haven't seen the original, watch it, class it. So she gets away from her other face, she jumps out the window, she drives all the way down there, she survives. The town comes down there like, you Sawyers, you get out of here, you come down, you're down, we're tired of you. Because apparently the whole town knew what was going down in this whole house. Nobody said anything, I'm guessing, because nobody got away. So now the girl got away, it's going to bring an issue to the town. Of course, the town's going to have an issue with you bringing... In. Tales, n- tales in these movies never have a problem. Until, because everybody... That's the question you always have. You're like, do they know what's going on, you know, on their street? Like with Freddy Krueger or Michael Myers or something like that. They're like, does anybody know what's going on down here? Of course they know. The issue is there's never been a survivor, so they've never had to worry. Guess what? The final girl gets away. So you need the so nail. We got to handle this. So they go through. They set the house on fire. They shoot up placed, the place. They take a baby. They take one of the Sawyer's babies. All that stuff. So that happens. So the Sawyer baby gets taken. She gets sent away. They raise her. which they didn't see an issue with that. Like you took her and you didn't see an issue with it. So of course we go like 18, 19 years later. She's in college or whatever. She gets a letter from her from her grandma. And she's like, Grandma? What? I've never met a grandma. So she talks to her parents. Her parents tell her she was adopted. Now, they go about this the whole wrong way. Her dad's like, You ungrateful little bitch. You know, how dare you? We raised you. You know, you forget your grandmama. And honestly, the way she looks, when she got to... I'm going to tell you something. When she gets to the house that the Sawyers have... This house that you know the grandma leaves her. Honestly, I don't I'm not surprised she went. Because anything was better than the house her, her so-called parents had. Because that house looked a hot mess. When I tell you that house looked like you can tell like honestly, the Sawyers original house looked better than this house. The house looked a mess. Then the mom's like, I'm your mama. Her the mother of the woman who was also there. Cause apparently she was there too. I don't understand how your husband burns down their house to this people. And you were there. Like, nobody assumed to say, hey, you drive down there. I'm not going with you. Like, what did she think was going to happen? She drove down there, too, when he was going to kill the Sawyers and be like, I'm going to kill you. And you're going to sit there and watch and bring footage behind? Like, she was sitting in the car. Like, when he t- in the beginning of the movie, when he took the baby and kicked. He takes the baby from the moment while she's shot behind you. Kicks her in the face. She dies. He walks up and he tells her, oh, the baby was back there in the woods. First of all, you didn't believe that. That's a bold-faced lie. You ain't found no random baby if you done torched the whole house and you done came from the farm and you found a baby randomly back there. But she took the baby and she's waiting in the car. So anyways, so she runs out. So the girl runs outside. So I guess, again, she doesn't, they moved from Texas. We, fin- we find that out in the actual part. She runs downstairs. She goes, you don't want to go to that part of Texas. You'll bring hell down on your whole family, first of all. You just told her you just called her all kinds of names and just told her she was stolen. So bringing hell legally, you would do that on your own. But we already see in this whole situation legal is not the problem because there's no legal thing going on here. So she takes the bait so she's like, oh you do that she's like, leave me alone. I'm going. Stupidity is where it checks in because remind you, she knows her grandma randomly coming, but she just drives in there. She goes to the house. When she goes to the house, they're all like, Maggie Trey Song's in the movie. Ugh. And then just, you know, two, like, random people with Sean Sippos. Sean Sippos shows up, all that stuff. So he gets to the house. They've already decided to go to the place with her, to the, to the house with her. How did you assume she wanted to go? Like, she hadn't even made this decision. So they go, they rap. We get halfway there. They pick up Sean Sippos, who's been on... He's been on everything from... There was a show... There was a show about Sons that I believe Tom Allen was a part of or something like that. He had like 10 Sons. Um, he was there. He was also in Vampire Diaries. He didn't live long there either. Picked him up. In the rain. He comes up with some horrible... Now, imagine, I'm looking at the movie and I'm looking. And I'm like, why would you pick him up in the rain? He's like, my car broke down a while. a like a mile back. Okay, your car broke down. Why would we pick you up? And he just climbs in. Didn't ask. Didn't do anything. He just climbs in i'm thinking to myself why would you do something like that like what really get out nobody asked you to get in so that's problem number what two three four who knows you're gonna see a lot of those come up in this in this movie like somebody who's writing didn't think about how these things were going to add up because you're going to see plot holes out the wazoo in this movie so we're driving we do like a little drive thing and they laugh the, the girl who you know is the hoe in the movie she takes her top off with everybody still sitting in the car, staring at her. The guy she's dating, the, her friend, the new guy, and her friend's boyfriend, who happens to be black. So, you know, there's gonna be one black guy, there's gonna be a hoe, It's gonna be like the normal weed looking guy, and then the random guy. You know, you got all the tropes in the car. So she drives up, they go to the house, they meet the lawyer. Now, imagine the lawyer is parked outside. There is now a gate in front of the house. Like, there's like a whole another setup, so you don't even see the same setup for this house as seen for the other one. Even though this house was supposed to be built over top of the other one, so I'm like, I'm sitting there and I'm watching, where that? and then the word bitch is like sprayed on like the gates door. It's like a nice house too, nice house, on the nice gate. So I'm thinking, so the first thing she says, she's like, oh my god, and then the lawyer's like, oh you know, just those river rousers in the you know those river rousers in the in the town, nobody is putting bitch on the door, unless something he's giving them reason. Either they're bullies, either people in town are assholes, or your town knows something that you don't know. Which, bam, ding, 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 your town knows something you don't know. Even let's be for real, your town has done some things that you don't know. So, both sides. So, We're sitting there watching, she's talking to him, he gives her the keys, he gives her the package, you know, the will and all that stuff, and the house and all that stuff, giving her rights. He then says, oh, by the way, here's a letter for your grandmother, please read this. There you go, part one. Part one. Now, mind you, remember things happen in threes. I just thought about how this comes back on a third time. So, they're sitting there, talking about that, and she's like, oh, are you gonna come up? To the house, he looked at the house and said, Hell no. He didn't say hell no, but I said hell no. He looked there, he says, No, nah, I gotta go meet somebody in town for a drink. His drink is cause he finally got rid of that goddamn house. So he says, No, nah, I'm gonna go for a drink. Then he goes, By the way, please read that letter when you get wait, but please read the letter. He gets to the car. So that isn't at least the second time he done told her to read that damn letter. Remember that in this summary, because it's gonna come back. So he gets in the car, he drives off. They go, they drive up and everything in this rank it old van. I don't know how all you people couldn't figure out how to get like a better car. They get like the most rank ass van. The van was like from the year she was born. So they drive up in the van, drive down to long little driveway too. Like literally none of this makes sense. They have like this big forest, all this stuff. Literally a different location. Drive up, you see like they have like a little cemetery of people buried. I don't know who buried the... There's another thing that you don't know. How you bury all the bodies, like how are all the bodies of the Sawyer family buried, including her own, mind you, buried, but it's supposed to be your grandma only. So who did all this? Nobody thought in their heads, hey, how did all these bodies get here? Hmm. Cause I mean, eventually you'd have to think whether, whether the town thinks who buried the bodies or something, somebody put, you know, Graves there, nobody put that in. It's like you're literally seeing signs just stare you in the face. So you come up, she goes into the house. Whatever they look around, oh my god, look at this place! It's so amazing. Oh my god, it's got a pool. It's got like a pool table, and there's a nice kitchen, and there's new appliances, and they're so loving it. They're loving this house. So all of them say, oh, we're gonna have a party. We're gonna enjoy. We're gonna go buy alcohol and. We're going to go to town. Don't ask me why they're going to town because the town just literally put the word bitch on the front, so that told you. On top of that, they came all the way there with nothing. What teenagers go on a trip in a car and they've already stopped at a gas station where you picked up some random stranger and nobody bought alcohol, nobody bought food? You're driving now, mind you. You wait till the last minute to do all this. So of course they say, oh, so they leave. And they leave Sean Sipos at the house, imagine. They leave him at the house. Why you left a total stranger at your new house with your nice stuff, I don't know why. So they leave. He goes, fuck this shit. And he grabs his. He grabs literally the bag he has with him, which apparently was empty. Don't ask me, because it didn't look empty. So I don't know what you had in there. Starts putting, starts putting plates in there. Starts putting silverware in there. Because the silverware is real silver. So it's like the good stuff. Puts the silverware in there puts all this stuff through here he's like going in he's stealing everything he goes through the kitchen starts stealing. first of all i don't know now you know this had to be back in the day because who is stealing spoons and forks and think that's gonna get their money nobody is out there going hmm how much can i get for these knives and these spoons in today's market not a damn thing that's what you can get. Not a damn thing. So he takes all the stuff. So imagine he's going around the house. So he's like knocking on the walls. Don't ask me why you're knocking on the damn walls. There's not even a picture on this wall. This wall has nothing on it. Knocks on the wall. The wall's hollow. All of a sudden, er, the door opens up. Then there's a door. He can't find out how to get into the door. So of course, he goes and grabs the old key. So he grabs the old key to the keys that she was left. Opens the door. Finds a sliding door. Now, again, when he walks through the first door, there's literally, like, a small little nook area. It's like a pantry. It has, like, plates. It has all this stuff in it. And on the floor in front of the sliding door, on the floor, there's, like, a bone. And there's, like, empty plates. It's like, plates that haven't been cleaned. So it would tell you something is living there. Something at least they can open the door, put a plate down, pick a plate up, close the door. Something. So why he did this, I do not know. He kicks it out of the way and I'm sitting there like, do you not see that that is a plate with a giant ass bone that has been eaten? How are you not seeing that this just does not work for you? Goes in there, looks around, Leatherface comes out and beats the living hell out of him. He deserves it. I was was spooked when he popped out. But as he's hitting him, I'm just like, well, he should have minded his own damn business. Nobody asked his ass. Then the door slams. They go to town. We meet Scott Eastwood, who, let's be real, he's not that great even after. He's been in a couple things. He's going to keep acting, but he's not going to be anything. Sometimes it just doesn't work. It's like if you're talking Montana, son. You're not going to be, like, the best football player in the world. doesn't work that way. You know, sometimes it just doesn't hit you. But anyways. Magic now this says something because imagine the first the main girl is played by alexandra daddario she's played in a lot of good things she played in like the Percy. i'm about to say a lot of good things but no she did let's be fair with you she played in in the baywatch movie that just came out with zach efron and the rock before that i remember her from like the percy jackson movies because she played the best friend i think she dated logan lerman so yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I just said all these things. And, you know, she, you know these aren't things that you're looking towards. So, anyways, that's who's playing the main girl. She's playing, like, the Sawyer girl, the girl who was taken. So, anyways, so she goes to town. Uh-oh. So, Scott Eastwood comes up. He's like, hey, gal. You know, with his country accent, whatever he may say. Because he was born in California. I don't know why he think he can do a Texas accent. Again, a problem. So, he comes up, talks to her. He says, hey. So, you know, you're having a party, you're having a shindig, you know, you want to holler at me? She's like, no, not really, but, you know, thanks, you know, I just got into town. He's like, oh, and then his dad comes up. Now, imagine you, the dad is the same person who came up and was, like, headed up the group to, like, kill her family. So, he's now the mayor. Don't ask me. I don't know how you go from mass, I don't know how you go from lynch. Literally, he said in the movie, lynch. How you go from a lynch mob? To the mayor, that shows you how rancid and ratchet this town is. So he comes up and he's like, hey, is this boy bothering you? I can have him put away. She's like, oh, no, he's not bothering me. He was just speaking. I was just picking up some stuff for, you know, get together because I'm moving into town. Just got a house here. He's like, where? And she's like, oh, the old Sawyer house. And he's like, uh, you a Sawyer? She's like, just found out. Yep. Hee hee. Ha ha. Ha ha. He's like, I bought a house from you. She's like, no. She runs off like. That's the one thing she found was weird because she starts pacing her pace starts moving up. Literally, all this before this, nothing gave her a clue. That gave her the clue. So she starts backing up a little thing. He's like, Mo, How much you want? I'll get you three million dollars. You know, he starts throwing out numbers. He's like, I'll just take it off again. Set it for me, and they just drive off. And I'm sitting here like. you not okay okay so this so this is not adding more to the process of elimination so she goes through she gets to the house she says the boy is stealing now mind you they've just gotten to the house Leatherface took no time this is how I feel squatters rights works because the only thing you'll learn that the only thing she had to do was take care of him he could have left everybody alone all she had to do was ensure that he was fed and taken care of she ain't gotta take no bath she ain't gonna do nothing all she got to do is to make sure that he is fed and that is it. That is all she had to do. And tell people to mind their own goddamn business. But nope, she couldn't do that. And I'm gonna tell you why she couldn't do that. And I'm gonna tell you what happened. So we're going through the process. So they're having a party and complaining he stole. I'm sitting there going, of course he stole. You picked him up at a gas station in the middle of the rain and he couldn't even, you didn't even ask him where the car was so you could drive to the car or anything. You did nothing but pick him up and drive him to their house. You didn't know him from Dirt Snap. So of course, his ass tried to steal. But don't worry about it, cause somebody got over on you. But they didn't worry about that, but for two seconds they went to partying afterwards. He ran away, they didn't care, they just went to partying. So they're sitting there partying, they're going through things the one guy the weird you know the normal smart weird druggy guy you know they always nowadays they group them all together like the smart guys also the guy who's like on weed or also you know weird and all that stuff he's also he's always the one guy normally they separate them into a couple of them nope one guy needs because they can only handle so much because as far as i can say bad writing he's sitting there cleaning prepping stuff he's like oh let me go oh, this door is cracked open i see a little blood so let me go downstairs he's the next one to go Because he goes down those stairs, which, let's be fair with you, stairs in a horror movie, bad place to go. So why would you go down the basement steps? Don't know. He sees Leatherface, he turns around, he runs, Leatherface hooks him, drags him back down the stairs. Nobody notices because the one girl is upstairs walking around, mind you, while all this is going on. He's just going around and the black boyfriend is banging the best friend. Apparently, we were left early in the movie finding out they had banged once already. So not only that, you're you're the boyfriend of the main girl and you bang her best friend because you tell her best friend, oh no, that only happened once. We're not doing that again. So the friend comes out and goes, oh my God, something's outside. And he goes and grabs her. He runs to find out what's inside the barn. It's a bottle of tequila. He goes and instead of staying with himself and saying, I'm not going to do this because that could have saved his life. He goes and sleeps with her. So she as she as the main girl's walking around the house, she finds the grandmother still dead, her body dead in the house. She screams, she runs downstairs, she runs downstairs, she sees Leatherface, he chases her, does all this crazy stuff. He narrowly misses her every single time. Now I'ma show you, I'ma tell you. He has never once missed nobody else in this goddamn movie. Everybody has got with head coming to them. He has missed her every time. I don't know if it's because She's the main person or what? But he's missed it every time. So they go through. He he goes through. She runs outside. She says, help, help. I don't even know their names because honestly, they're not even that important. They run out. Trey Songz has no shirt on. He's pulling, he's zipping up his pants. And the friend has on his shirt, man. Jeanette, I'm looking at, has on his shirt, his button up shirt. Draws and no shoes. She has no questions about where they have been at she don't ask them if they what the fuck is going on she don't say a word because they look like they just been fucking not a word from her she's like oh my god there's a maniac chasing us and behind her is Leatherface. of course with a chainsaw comes through they go back into the barn they close the barn and They close it they freak out they jump into the van because that's where the van is parked you know the other thing's gotten in they hit it with the car they keep driving he had said he scrapes the car tire at the last moment. He cuts the car tire with the, with the chainsaw. Now, imagine the next time we see the van, the van is flipped over. The boyfriend dead. So he can't even die from, because he died because the whole time they're arguing about waiting for the door to open up, he hits the door, it bangs the door. They back up. They finally get the car started. They back up, hit Leatherface. They finally get the door. They scrape the door. That's when he cuts the tire. So, magic, he couldn't listen. He banged the best friend. And he's driving, being frantic, like a like a random horror person. So, of course, he dies. He couldn't even die from the killer. He died from literally, like, the van flipping over. So, he dead. The best friend over there, let me tell you, this is the funniest thing, and this is the best thing she has done. Leatherface is sitting there trying to get through the car. Like, he's chainsawing, chain, busting out windows, all that stuff. So, they're screaming and hollering. This girl books it out. The fr- out of- They have a sunroof, I guess, on the van, which we have not seen the whole time, but apparently it was there. She climbs through the sunroof, leaves the best friend there to die. Like the literal best friend gets scraped on her knees, gets dragged away. We don't see her. We don't see her again for a moment. But I'm laughing because I'm like, yep, girl, leave her. Leave her. Every time you're watching a horror movie, you're like, just leave them. So she leaves. She goes down. She goes to the police. No, nothing, they're still chasing her. So she climbs the gate. Now imagine when he was first chasing her, there's a small gate that's in front of the cemetery. She clipped when she tried to jump over that. And he just stepped over. But she jumps this gate. Like she literally climbs and jumps over the gate to the, to the funeral house, to the um to the carnival. She's running. Everybody's just like, oh my God, oh my God, because he's running through a carnival through the Halloween. So they're sitting there like, oh, you know, normal guy probably works at the carnival, chase all. No, he could kill you all, but he's not. He's focused. Leatherface only cares about one thing. You came into my home. You did the crappy. You did. I don't know who you are. I ain't worried about nobody else. You is what I'm going to get. The funniest thing, I laughed so hard. I had to pause the movie at this point. Because you have Scott Eastwood come He's like, you stop it. You drop that chainsaw. When I tell you, Leatherface turned around with the chainsaw still on and threw the chainsaw at him and I saw him duck. When I tell you I laughed so hard. Like if I could literally show you what happened when he was like, drop chainsaw! <laughs> and face was like, here! And he throws the chainsaw literally at him. And I'm like, that's exactly what I would've done. I would've thrown that damn chainsaw right at his ass and said, fuck you, threw <laughs> that chainsaw at him. He throws that chainsaw at him and I'm rolling. I'm laughing so hard. So she keeps booking. She goes to the police department And so the guy, I don't, this is how you know they're doing stuff, like, as they're directing to kind of get you past certain plot points without actually doing any of the hard work. Because instead of you, instead of them telling you what happened, and instead of going through, when she gets to the police department, the police person comes up and she tells him, like, oh, it's Leatherface. And she's like, oh, he's like, what? You know, it's the black guy from the beginning, and he's talking about it and they're going over it, and she's telling them what Leatherface looks like, and he's, and you know you can tell in his face that he knows what you're talking about. Instead of them telling her what actually happened or what part he played, they have Scott Eastwood come up. He drops the book of, and he drops literally the box of evidence that you are never supposed to leave with an actual regular person on the table, and they leave. Literally walk right out, like his, Scott Eastwood's playing a deputy, he leaves with the sheriff. They meet with the mayor and they tell the mayor, you know, Leatherface still alive, Jed's still alive, they tell him why he's still alive. They tell you, you know, I killed that whole family. We killing that Sawyer girl, we killing that new girl, we gonna kill this, we gonna end this right here. Of course, why, would you, why else would you do something illegal back in the day and then end it with something illegal? While they're doing this, she's in the box of evidence and she's just reading, she's just reading the newspapers, she's just reading the case files, she's just reading the lawyer documentation. She's reading everything. So we don't need to learn a thing at all. They literally have you have her read everything and you're supposed to put everything. If you came in late to the movie, either someone sitting there has told you what happened or you have put it together the same way she's put it together. Cause that is the laziest form of writing I've ever seen. Who thought that that was the place, if any, to put an exposition and they chose not to put one but to be lazy as hell and to put a box of evidence with a regular person who is highly involved. And the funny thing is, he knew. Because you found out later he knew. So she goes to the shop. She goes down. She she figures out that you know that's what she is. So she leaves because when they come into the room, the word murderer is written over top of the um thing. Now I don't know how you got the fact that your whole family is full of psychos, cannibals, people who rip people's faces off, all that stuff. And you got the fact that you put murder... First of all, your, your family is crazy. You don't even know them. And now you done switched up. That's why this whole movie is a horrid piece of mess. You put murder up there like your family like weren't rolling around, killing random people. And a woman literally is now stuck in a wheelchair because of your cousin. Girl, this is not the high horse to die over. So, we go in... She goes to the bar she meets with the she calls the lawyer the lawyer says he's meeting her at the bar so he meets her at the bar she goes and says why didn't you tell me what happened in this town? i know about august 19th which apparently is her birthday first of all it makes no sense because how were you born the same day your mother was walking around and got sh- got shot up and fired and all that stuff again makes no sense no sense we can do some amazing things when they have children but i don't think she walking around with a serial killer in the house and the whole family and she walking around with the baby in her arms, just living normal like da-da-da-da-normal day, walking around breastfeeding all that stuff. Like, no, that's not happening day one. So that already didn't make no sense. So we're sitting there, just going through talk so and he asks her the third time. Did you read the letter? She goes, Oh no. I could have slapped her right then. That is now the third time you've been informed that the letter. And he literally tells her this. The letter, literally down to the details, tells you. Cause I already met your cousin Jed. I met him in the inn. He said I met him in the inn when one day I came over. He was there, and she told me that he comes with the house. You know, she was taking care of him. He didn't do anything, no matter you. When the grandma was there, and she was making sure he was fed and making sure he was good, he didn't do anything to that town the whole time. So all she do is read that damn letter, and he wouldn't have done any of this. She would have just been good put some food in there, been fine. So, she does that. All of a sudden, while she's in the middle of this conversation, of course they do this. She hasn't even gotten all the information yet. All of a sudden he comes in, Bert, the soil girl here, the whole town is literally saying, it's like, all y'all are horrible. Like this is 20 years later, 1920, who knows how many years later, and y'all are still doing this? How many, you know what, how many other ratchet ass things has this town done? That makes no entire sense. So we go through, we do this whole thing. She runs out, she goes to the cop car. No matter she never even asked what Scott E. Wood character's name was. I don't know if he has a name. We can call him Deputy Burt because we found out in the car. She tells him what happened. She gets in the car, he puts her in the back seat. Problem number one, you didn't see this. He gets in the front seat, they start driving. He gets her, her, daddy calls and says, Hey, you got the girl? He says, Yeah, I got the soil girl, dad, you know, da da da. And he has a conversation, says he has says he's taken to the farm. Then he says, All right, daddy. She says, That's your dad. What did you think? This is like the. I don't know how many times we going to keep doing this where you don't ask the questions that you need to ask. But again, you didn't ask and you get. Because yes, that's his daddy. You have never been. Ca- she takes the switchblade she done had and she cuts somebody's face but she stabbed the thing and says she says and he says what the fuck you crazy bitch and she goes i'm a sawyer now you're a sawyer and now crazy is a part of the gene you wasn't crazy when your friend ran out with your boyfriend in the middle of that in the middle of a darn killing spree and asked them why they were wearing each other's clothes you didn't you weren't a sawyer then but anyways now imagine this is another stupid thing there's a deputy, while they're driving, because this takes a long time to go through, he calls a deputy, and deputy says, go look at that house. So he goes looks at the house. The gate is open. He says the gate's broken. We know that. We've seen that. He says that, you know, someone's come through. There's a, um, you know, somebody's come through the gate. It looks like it's been rammed. All of that. All of that's happening. We talk to them about the, you know, he goes through. He says, Hey, do you have your, the, the person asked him, hey, do you have your rifle on him? He says, no, nah, but I got my piece on me, can't, no, ain't no chainsaw getting through no bullets. I'm sure you're not the only person, I don't know how nobody told him. I'm sure you're not the first, and you won't be the last person who thought that. But you're wrong. So he takes his little truck, he takes the police car, he drives to the house, he goes downstairs, he looks around. We see the other girl, the best friend who got dragged, best friend who was stupid of friend because she was in the freezer. Because, you know, Leatherface beat her up a little bit, put her in the freezer to relax. Because she was going to get it eventually, I'm sure. But she pops out of the freezer. He shoots her in the head. And they go, damn. <laughs> and, then, and so they basically are like, just blame it on him. First of all, no. Because anybody who works with, no, he's using chainsaws. He ain't using no guns. He ain't got time for that. He's going nice and personal with it. He's grabbing chainsaw. So eventually Leatherface out, comes out, beats the living tar out of this police car. So I'm sitting there like, So what happened to your piece? Did your piece save anything? Your piece ain't saved shit. And he yanks this man's face off and he puts the face up to his face. He puts the face as a mask on his face. Like literally sewing it to his face. So that tells you, you weren't doing anything today. I don't know what's happening. Eventually we get to the place. The son says, oh, you know, daddy, I'm going to leave her here for you. So they chain her up. They open up her shirt. Mind you, nobody has needed her shirt open the entire time. They open up her shirt for no reason, just to show off her boobs. It's a Michael Bay movie, so yeah, it's a Michael Bay produced movie, so yeah, sure for boobs. He while he leaves, the Bert and the sh- Bert shows up with this guy at the bar. She scraped who tried to get her earlier. They say, "Girl, we're gonna kill you. We're gonna kill you and your cousin." All of a sudden, Loveface shows up and loveface is about to kill her, but loveface sees her birthmark. I thought it was a burn, it was a birthmark, and he said, like, "Oh." She's like, "Yes, that's my, that's your cousin. I'm, you know, so and so. I'm Heather. I'm Heather Sawyer, so whatever her name is." He cuts her first. He cuts her arms loose comes through the the sheriff guy he kills one person he kills she kills the one guy so she kills him the sheriff guy hits leatherface ties the face around the neck turns the machine on so that he can um get cut up in the little chopping because it's like one of them poultry places it chops up meat or wood or i don't know they never told you they just told you it was a factory so leatherface is gonna come through she comes back through she does something and throws. Oh, she throws a chain. She throws a chainsaw to Leatherface. He gets himself loose. They get the sheriff or whatever. They beat up the sheriff or whatever. And the sheriff's like, the the sheriff shows up and the mayor's being pulled into the thing because the mayor's the the mayor's the one being pulled into the thing. The guy Burke who led the lynch mob. Leatherface is looking at him and he's like hitting the ground, like he wants the wire to pull him through. You know, he just wants that wire to pull him through. He wants you know the the chain to get him down there so eventually he comes down and he's like help me because he sees the sheriff he's like help me help me you weak son of a bitch first of all if you want somebody to help you that's the last thing you should be yelling the sheriff just literally at one point just stands there. and i was like i don't know if he's, he's probably not gonna shoot, probably gonna shoot. he doesn't Love cuts his arms off i mean cuts his hands off the sheriff i mean the mayor falls down gets chopped up the the sheriff is the sheriff is mean because the sheriff didn't want any of this to happen when the sheriff originally was at the house with the sawyers mind you he told them just bring jed out y'all are fine jed's the one killing people we can't keep doing this here we got to end this this girl's come through we the town's got to like we gotta we gotta do it they were the ones so everybody knew that because it was in the thing that he told them. he was like "The, the sawyers didn't do anything they didn't retaliate they put their guns down this wasn't supposed to happen So Leatherface and the girl knew the sheriff had nothing to do with it. All the sheriff did, he looked down, he looked over, he said, clean this shit up. And he walked off. They go home. Leatherface goes back downstairs. They're now a family. They're good. So I'm guessing if if they were going to keep going, then they were going to have Heather and Leatherface be the one killing. But it made no... Let me tell you, it was the one movie I watched. and It's on Amazon Prime. You can watch it. It's a good watch. As far as being funny, but it's ridiculous. And as you can see, there are numerous plot holes. But I'm telling you, 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 it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever watched in my life. Honestly, I just told you the whole movie. So it's not like you have to go watch it. It it just literally makes no sense. Um, Because it's supposed to be scary. Because if you watch the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it was not fun. Between that movie and this movie called um, Last House on the Left, if you watch it, watch the original, I think. I think it's the original. I don't think it's being redone. But that movie, where they victimize a girl like these, like these random hippies or crazy people, victimize this girl, and then they go to this house and they literally, they go to the house and you know they need help and they're you know they're going through and they're trying to eat and all this stuff and they find out the parent the two people there are the parents of the girl they victimized and they find and they find out that these people killed their daughter. So they literally just, they literally, like, when I say they, if you want to watch a revenge movie that turns into a that's a horror, this is what you want to watch. And they literally serve them the most bitterest revenge, the glorious payback for hurting our daughter you could possibly imagine. Not knowing that, and when I tell you it's the greatest turnaround, because you're like, Oh, these people are crazy. No, that's their parents. Like, oh, yeah, you should have never fucked their daughter in the first place. This is what happens. When I tell you, that is the craziest thing I have ever seen in my life. That movie. That movie is crazy. The one horror movie I can't watch. Now, a good horror movie, the one horror movie I can't watch, Poltergeist. That movie scared me as a child. If that movie doesn't scare you, you're just not scarable like a family that moves over top of an Indian burial ground. I'm not gonna tell you the whole movie, but a family that moves on top of a burial ground, an Indian burial ground, and the stuff that happens. This movie's supposed to be a Spielberg movie, which is funny, because the two movies, one of the movies that I like, and one of the movies that is probably the craziest movie you've ever seen in your life, both Spielberg movies. Maybe Spielberg shouldn't be doing family movies. Maybe he should be doing horror movies. Because when I tell you this movie, Child, when I tell you this movie is the big, like, oh my god. If you hear anybody ever say, Come into the light, Carolyn, that's what that movie came from. The sequels, the second one, scary, but the first one, oh my god. Craig T. Nelson, the dad from the Emboss from the Incredibles, is the actual dad in this movie. And he was in coach. He was in all these other movies bro when I tell you that movie that movie is not like no like I I don't have I can't watch that movie even to this day like you literally watch the movie like she gets dragged into like the TV you have like a little small lady who like literally is a classic she comes up and tries to get her like there's a pool and the pool is full of dead bodies and apparently they were real dead bodies like I found this out later, like, they were real dead bodies. Like, what the hell? Like, no? how much? And you know, this was back before they were paying. Because you know, nowadays, people are like, I won't work in movies for less than a million, less than 15 million dollars. Craig T. I'm sure, excuse me. I am sure Craig T. Nelson did not get a million dollars to be in this movie. He should have. A million, two million, fifteen million, whatever. He should have got I'm sure with the way money works now and the way you know we we change up the fact of whether the the dollar is valued now, he probably would have gotten that much. But he deserved it. Because when I tell you no no ma'am, no let me tell you. I see the clues in horror movies. There's a reason why I don't do certain like I don't do haunted houses for real. I remember I went to one haunted house and it was like in North Carolina. If anybody knows it, please leave a comment. But I went to one haunted house. It was like in old school in Elizabeth city, North Carolina. It was kind of sinking a little bit lower every single year. We went through and we had to go through a casket to get into the haunted house. When I tell you, I lost my damn mind. We had to sit in front it for a second. Cause I was like literally screaming and losing it before I got into the casket. They like touched you. You like had to get on your neck, like on your knees and knees to go through the house you walk through and they had like a bed getting up and they were doing the scene from the exodus, which already I told you, I, I grew up in like a religious home. So there's no way that was going to work for me. No, I could not go in there. And you telling me I walk in and the moment, you, all these movies where they keep going, Oh yeah, it was a, you know, an Indian burial ground already. Not going to the say Yep. We already can't move here. Like already. The house is a no, but it's a nice neighborhood. Indian burial ground. First of all, the house shouldn't even be here. Why are you putting like you should have a monument here or something? Like don't put nothing here like in the pit like in pet cemetery where they're like way back here in the woods. First of all, why are your children going back there? And second of all, in the in the new one, they had the kids because that one's more close to the book. So they had kids running around with masks and stuff on. Uh-uh. Fuck that. Why are you no spank every single one of them kids and take them back home? There's no reason why they're taking stuff back there. And then you're talking about, then you're in the movie, some, some things are better off dead. Maybe you should have remembered that when you tried to bring your wife home or your neighbor tried to bring his horse. I mean, not was, was it like a bull? He tried to bring the bull back or somebody tried to bring their son back. Like, no, maybe somebody should have thought of that before they used that. Because then y'all wouldn't be so tempted. Then you, child, and that's the reason why, let me tell you something. I can't even say all white people. That's the reason why in these movies, They don't cast the people that you think. Like, none of my friends who are white would have done that. Because me, me, they would have had me in their life, or somebody, or they would have known. Oh, hell no. I've seen enough horror movies. But then I know some people who are like, I would have been curious. Why would you have been curious? Do you know? There's one, one thing, one little rhyme that has curiosity in it. And that's curiosity kills the cat. First of all, cats can land on their feet from the... From the biggest of heights. If that was what killed a cat and not falling from a height, that tells you curiosity is something you should not be having. I don't need curiosity. I don't need to be curious. I don't need nothing. Curious George ended up at a home that he shouldn't have been at. No, I don't need curiosity killing nothing that I have in my life. Do you notice the recourse of these movies that I'm talking about? Curiosity. Stop every single one of those. When they be like, "Oh, I'm curious what it feels like to go, you know, through a town and only stay in hostels," torture. Oh, I'm curious what it's like to live in a, to be out there in a, in a cabin. So then that way, you know, we can know how they live. Cabin fever. No, stop doing curiosity. Stop doing that. That's why these hard movies. That's the reason why they work. That's the reason why you can have plot holes and stuff. Because the first thing you think is, well, of course, they were curious. They were stupid enough to go through this process. Like, why would you do that? Even in the ruins, like, they wanted to get the real feel of the Mayan temples. So they hired some random dude to help them out. He ends up getting shot and they end up getting ran up some ruin for the Mayans and getting killed by plants. They were curious. Don't be curious. If I can read it in a book, then that's good. I don't need to be doing off-the-beat paths and all that stuff. I'm good with doing the same, look, certain towns I'll go to and be like, you know what? I'm gonna do this because it's very different. You know, it's fun, not doing what tourists do. But that's what like restaurants. You know, I don't go to Red Lobster. I go to like, in and out Or I find like, like we went to Florida and I went to like this nice little Mexican, I can't remember the name, but a nice little Mexican restaurant. When I went to Florida, that wasn't, that was, you know, a name. It wasn't one of those franchise places. That's as much off the beaten path as we gonna get. We're not gonna say, oh, there's a woods over here. We should try this. Hell no. Hell to the no. Not gonna happen. So that's what we should tell you. Stop being curious about what happens because in these horror movies, it never goes right. And to be for real with you, it doesn't go right in life either. That's why we have these stories and you look at Watch Mojo and what culture and all this stuff, and you see these people go off these beaten paths and nothing good happens. Don't be doing all that. Don't be going to. Don't be parking your car in the middle of dark roads, dream never been on, and all that stuff. So no, we're not doing that, no ma'am. Uh uh-uh. uh. Um, no. But what I can tell you is that next week we're gonna have a little bit more fun. We're gonna sit down. We're actually gonna go through. We're gonna talk to you about the fun stuff, of Halloween, the fun that the fun stuff that I'm into, like the fun stuff of the holidays. So we're gonna talk about um, everything from Halloween. First of all, we're gonna talk about the differences of why, like Halloween Town, Halloween Town Two, and not Halloween Town. I like Halloween Town, but I feel like Halloween Town Two, Calabar's Revenge, is so much better. Like Disney, when they've been this franchise, it was like you can say whatever you want about High School Musical. Halloween Town is the is the is the franchise that it's all. I don't watch the new ones with the new Marnie. I like the girl who plays her, but the new Marnie, no, she can't call me. She can't write to me. She can't send me a hello message like that ain't her. Marnie don't get to go for full figure to that in a second. Um we're gonna talk about then. we're gonna talk about Zombieland saga. We're gonna talk about Are You a Zombie, which is an anime, and just really break it down. So I'm glad to talk to you. Glad we fun. Check it out. It's gonna be amazing. Remember to check out Sword of X or other podcasts. And I'm thinking about doing a show called Inner Geek, which is about, you know, your mental health and everything compared to the geeky side that we're into. So if you're into all these things, everything will be linked below. Come comment, tweet, email me, let me know. You know, we're always into just in having a great conversation and letting it in. So get ready for our spooky October and more to come. My they, the they did the monster mash. The monster mash. Each was a graveyard smash. They did the mash. Each got on in a flash. They did the mash. They did the monster mash. Uh-huh. The zombies were having fun. Party had just begun. The guests included Wolfman and Dracula.